Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and today we're talking about protecting your plants and getting ready for transplanting. So we want to be protecting our plants from the cold. Um, many of us gardeners get a little overly excited when a thaw arrives and the beginnings of a spring garden are visible for us, right? Some of us haven't seen our gardens in a number of months because of the snow and you know when we start to see those first shoots of sorrel or rhubarb that are peeking through the soil or other things that are starting to you know break the buds like lilacs and things surely we can start to be planting our plants out into the garden right maybe um in a mild winter area you might be sowing things like fava beans or broad beans you might be putting out some sweet peas for cut flowers or just sowing the seeds maybe you're sowing carrots or radishes or early summer cabbages but i want you to be cautious of hard frosts that can still happen um, and these are frosts that's happened before our last frost date and if you don't know when your last frost date is then you can use a tool like the farmer's almanac um, they have one online and you can check to do a search for your town and the average last spring frost date um, you can also just search that through your favorite um, search engine online and a hard frost is where that frost is going to penetrate the ground and freeze it again so the soil isn't workable anymore um, you might have seen it on various seed packets or gardening instructions to you know sow when the soil is workable and that's what it means like it's no longer frozen um, and if you've got plants that are already in the ground if you have a hard freeze you're on the risk of killing your early plants um and you know we don't want to be doing that we don't want to have our all our hard work and things dying that we have spent you know those few weeks lovingly raising them from seed um and you know as well as the the financial you know monetary factor as well of you know we've kind of wasted our money um by getting things started a little too soon and getting them out in the ground but there's a few things that you can do as a gardener to help reduce the frosts from killing your plants so the first thing is hardening your seedlings and transplants gradually over a period of time before transplanting them out. We want to be placing them in a sheltered and protected location, gradually increasing the amount of time that they are outside over at least 10 days to help your plants acclimate to life outside. Sometimes we want to start them out, you know, maybe for 30 minutes and then the next day it might be an hour and the day after that it's two hours, right? And it can be a little labor intensive to do that especially if you're you know having to bring out totes and you know just lots and lots of seedlings full of you know full to the brim that are needing to come out and start that acclimation period um but it's definitely worth it because your plants are going to gradually get used to what life is like outside they're going to be able to feel the wind around them and the coolness that that brings they're going to be able to feel that early summer oh, early spring sunshine oh i'm already thinking of summer and um you know get used to how that is because those are things that your plants are going to have to face once they're in their final planting position so we would gradually increase the amount of time that they're in you know outside during the day we want to make sure that we're bringing them in on a night before those temperatures get too cold and really the last couple of days before they're finally transplanted you'd want those plants to be fully outside for all day and all night 
kind of just sitting out on the garden bed where they're gonna be um but you know there's there's some tricks and things that we can do around that as well and i'll get into that in a little bit but our tip number two is don't plant too early and i know this one is not your favorite one to hear i know i know it's not um but actually by taking that step back and waiting a little bit more is actually going to be a little better for you particularly if you're a new gardener right there's nothing more demoralizing than having your entire you know efforts of seed starting wiped out because of a frost um so it might be better to actually wait a little longer until you start planting out this is particularly important for those warm weather crops you know your tomatoes your peppers your um eggplant or aubergine like anything like that that you know isn't going to fend off a frost you definitely want to wait for those. Same with beans. Beans are, um, you know, very tender against the frost. So always plant those after the risk of frost has gone. And, you know, like I said, there's nothing, there's no harm really in waiting a little bit longer until you start planting out, particularly if you've already started your plants inside. Um, you know, having, you're already leveraging being able to get a jump start on the season because you're transplanting out larger plants and you're not sowing seeds of those, you know, summer, you know, heat loving veggies, you're already getting a jump on that. So it's better to wait until after the risk of frost has passed for those. For some of your other cool weather crops, um, it might be better to wait a little bit earlier. So, you know, let's say where I live, my last frost isn't until the end of May. I don't really want to be getting out my plants, you know, right now in February. I mean, aside from the fact there's like two foot of snow on the ground, um, that's not happening. Um, but I really don't want to be transplanting things out in March or, you know, beginning of April because there's such a risk of, you know, there being um, a snowstorm or there being some really, really um, strong frosts that could end up actually killing off those you know super hardy vegetables that are in there um, I might want to think about starting things indoors and then transplanting them out if they're uh, more of a cool tolerant veggie so let's say I could start peas in containers like recycled containers that I can cut the bottom off and then I can transplant the peas out and then I can use some frost protection and that's my third tip is using some form of frost protection and frost protection methods vary, right? They can be cheap and simple, like cutting the bottom off a milk jug or a gallon water bottle and placing it over the plant. And you want to push that bottle into the soil a little bit. It's going to help keep it sturdy. And, um, you know, using these, they're, I guess they're known as a cloche um, and, or a cheap version of a cloche. You can buy fancy ones that are made of glass and look very pretty in the garden, um, particularly if you like that kind of Victorian garden look. Um, but actually those, you know, they not only sort of help protect your seedlings from those fluctuations in temperature during the night, but they can also reduce damage from things like early slugs, birds, snails, weevils, and other bugs that are super hungry early in the season. And that's part of the reason why I 
like to start things indoors so i've got a more robust plant it's a bigger plant that's going out um so it's got a little bit more on there and it's going to be able to cope a bit even if something comes along and has a nibble if i'm sowing out seeds directly into the garden um, i might be a bit more worried that some of these early spring critters right might be coming through and um, eating a lot more of those seedlings than i would want them to your frost protection might be a bit more elaborate you could be making hoops from metal or plastic piping and use those as supports for things like plastic sheeting or floating row cover or frost fleece those work very well and you can cover a whole row or even a garden bed by using this method where I used to live, we had um, these hoop houses that we made that fit directly over the garden bed. So we had like quite tall raised beds and we were able to like slot these um, plastic hoop houses that we'd made directly over them. And we were able to get things out pretty, pretty early. So I was zone seven there and I was definitely getting out um, a lot of my early veggies you know like the kales and stuff like that that i was able to um get in like a, a seed mix so I, I really liked a lot of um the asian green salad mixes because you can have them young in a kind of spicy heated salad um or you can let them grow a bit bigger because they have like a lot of mustards or bok choy and um kales and things like that in those type of mixes so I could use those as braising greens or, you know, just kind of steam them or whatever it was that I was doing in the kitchen. But I was able to start those out so much earlier because I had these hoop houses, which really helped me to get more from the garden space that I had. Because as those were starting to get a little tall and in the way of that hoop house that was on there, we started to look at actually pulling those out to make space for getting those summer crops out because the risk of the frost was um, definitely passing at that point and where I was at in zone seven it was around Mother's Day was when we would typically um, plan out um, their Mother's Day in the US not Mother's Day in the UK um, which is a little later in the year um, so there's there's options for you when it comes to frost protection um, and like I said, you know, I've, I've used the, the bottle cloches. They've worked great. Um, I've also used, you know, the hoop houses. They've worked great or the hoops on a row. Um, a cold frame is another good tool that you can um, have. And it's where you typically would place your seedlings, whether they're in seed flats, seed trays, nursery pots, whatever. And you would put them in there to start them hardening off. So the plants have exposure to the air outside during the day. And then you close the lid on an evening and protect the plants from the colder temperatures during the night however just want to throw out a bit of caution here if you are trying to harden off those tender ve vegetables so things that cannot tolerate those cold temperatures like beans tomatoes peppers those kind of things um you really want to be careful that those outside temperatures are not going to be below what those plants can handle because even though you're putting them in some level of frost protection there's a risk that those are not going to be um, able to survive those cooler temperatures and in those cases it's actually better to bring those super tender plants inside and you know 
work on kind of hardening them off still but bringing them in indoors where you know that temperature is not going to be dropping you know below 50 degrees fahrenheit or um you know temperatures that those plants can't handle and that means that you're not going to end up with kind of plants that are struggling and a bit stunted later as you're trying to get them out or worse worst cases you end up losing those plants and i've made that mistake um so i made that mistake um so you don't have to um where i had tomatoes that i had in my unheated greenhouse and we were trying to like make room for the other things that were coming through um with our seed starting and um you know there just wasn't enough room so we kind of thought well let's put them out in the greenhouse they should be okay and protected from um the weather and if they weren't it dropped down too low and they really suffered a lot of um you know frost damage from them even in the greenhouse and they they did not um recover very well um some of the plants did but it took a long time for them to recover and um what ended up happening is i wasn't getting um harvests that were ripening like when they usually would because they were set back easily um six to eight weeks so a lot of the fruits that were forming were green and they remained green um until the frosts came in um november so i although i got um a harvest from them they were all green tomatoes um and it i mean yes they they do gradually ripen over time um but the trick is to have them ripen before they rot um so it was it was a, a mistake well learned on my part so i've done it hopefully you don't make that same mistake that i did um cold frames um when you think about where to put them um some people place them against a wall and that's to make use of that radiant heat coming off the wall um because it's going to slowly um you know lose the heat during the night um but it isn't totally necessary um you can have cold frames that are positioned in you know different orientations in the garden you want to have it so it's going to capture some sun um you don't necessarily want it fully south facing um because if you get a very nice day and you forget to leave that lid open um, you can end up um, cooking everything that's in there because those temperatures are going to get up um, very high. Of course, you can put them in a south-facing position if you want, but do be diligent in making sure that you open that lid. Um, you can make a cold frame using reclaimed windows or doors. You can use it, you know, make them using reclaimed lumber, bought lumber, bricks, even straw bales and plastic you're going to find a whole heap of different plans available um, from the internet and you're definitely going to find a cold frame plan that's going to work for your budget. So if you're looking for a simple thing to make for your garden and you're wanting to kind of get started with some, you know, basic woodworking and things, then a cold frame is a really good place to start. Um, I know the first couple that I've made, I made them all from reclaimed materials. Um, I got the doors and windows, um, you know, very, very cheaply from um, some reclamation places. So have a look and you'll, you never know. Sometimes um, you can even get things like windows and doors for free um, if people are doing a lot of demolition work or, you know, maybe in some places you can um, get them by chatting to a friend who's doing some remodeling work. So you never know unless you ask. 
Um, there's some other tricks that we can do to helping to protect your plants from late frost. So things like using straw around your plants that helps trap that warm air. Um, you know, straw is also a really great mulch. So if you're wondering about what mulch to maybe start with, yeah, straw might be a good one. Um, you can also try watering your plants with ice cold or very very cold water first thing in the morning because that freezing water is slowly going to release heat um so that's a trick that people often do is watering their plants with super cold water before there's going to be a dip in the temperature um you can also fill plastic or glass bottles or jars um, that have a lid with water and place them around your plants and that's going to help radiate the warmth that those containers capture from the sun during the night um i've seen where people have painted those black or they've used like black tape um to help absorb the heat from the sun so it's going to help absorb everything that kind of acts as like a, a heat sink and that heat is going to be slowly lost to the surrounding air and soil overnight and that's going to help keep your plants just a little warmer than what they would be without um, those containers so you can use a combination of these frost protection methods to help your plants keep warm and happy so for example you could use let's say the cut off gallon jug method underneath a floating row cover or maybe you could use those painted water bottles inside of a cold frame you could combine cold frames with a larger hoop to make a walk-in hoop house and experiment with year-round gardening each layer of frost protection that you use is going to move the area inside that frost protection about a growing zone up so for example i'm in zone four I use some hoops and plastic to cover my veggies. I've moved those veggies to more of a zone five climate. Let's say that I put another set of smaller hoops underneath the hoops that are already there. And I put another layer of plastic sheeting on there. Those same veggies are now in more of a zone seven climate. And your plants are going to be able to get established faster since those temperatures are more supportive of them to grow. One thing that we do need to think about though is as we're adding more layers to things, we're going to be starting to kind of reduce the amount of light that is getting to our plants. So we want to be, it's, it's a happy medium between getting the number of layers that we need to satisfy our drive to do some of this growing, right? And experimenting with growing more year round, um, but also having enough light for our plants to grow successfully and there's a lot of information about growing undercover and using frost protection hoop houses and stuff like that and experimenting with frost protection is definitely worthwhile um, especially if you're really wanting to reduce the hunger gap or the time between that last harvest in fall and the first veg harvest in spring and we can do that by leveraging frost protection so i would love to hear from you what are your tips for protecting plants from the frosts if you have anything going on we would love to see some pictures and see what's going on in your garden so let us know over in the facebook group and until next time i hope your garden grows beautifully and i'll see you all next week <music>